Um, before we start the very, very intricate details of Birchas Hashacha, which is definitely a highlight, uh, before we start Bezuka de Zimra, let's understand a little bit about Hagdama to understand Brochas in general, because we are going to uh, be reciting 15 Brochas. And 15 Brochas require a lot of Baruch HaTar Hashem. So it's Kedai just for a moment before we go through them. To understand exactly what it's all about. And obviously this is something that applies to all brachas. But just before we mention 15 brachas, let's understand a bit. Now the Shulchan Aruch, and Orchayim Simon Hay, discusses in detail. And he brings down that when you make a bracha, you have an obligation to understand the meaning of what you're about to say. Specifically, obviously it applies to old fellas. But the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, it's a psak in halacha that applies to any bracha that you're about to make. Which means, you're about to make 15 brachas, thanking Hashem, which we'll try to get into. But we have to understand, very importantly, uh, what exactly are the words uh, actually telling us. The Teitzah Chaim, the Nefesh Chaim, and others brings down the word baruch. Now, Baruch, we translate generally, if you look at the art scroll, I think they do translate it, they do, as blessed. Now, they do that because it's simple. But obviously, there's much more to it than blessed. Okay? Baruch, according to many in the Shvarim, the Nefesh Chaim, the Tzatz Chaim, and others as well, that say even though Baruch normally means blessed, when you're talking to the Rabbi Shalom, it cannot mean blessed. Why? Because the Rabbi Shalom is the Makar of all bracha. The Rabbi Shalom is the source of all bracha. And therefore no human being can actually think that he's blessing Hashem. So if you're talking to Hashem, which is what we are doing when we're making a bracha, you cannot say that Baruch means blessed. Rather, the Zaya Kaddish comes along. And the Zaya says that Baruch over here, when we refer to the Rabbi Shalom, is, is basically saying that the Rabbi Shalom is the designer and the source of all bracha. So that's what Baruch means in this context over here specifically. Now, moving on to the idea of Baruch HaZashach, and then we'll go into the specific details. The Mishabur in Seven Membov says like this. Says the Mishabur, he brings the Gemara in Baruch HaZlam, and hey, that says, that a person is also lehenes ba'olem hazeh b'loi bracha. That means it's also for a person to have any benefit from this world without making a bracha first. And the Gemara brings a stira, contradiction, between two psukim. Pasuk number one. La Hashem ho'oretz umalaya. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the whole world. Everything belongs to Hashem. Hashem is the world and its fullness. Everything belongs to Hashem. And then there's another pasuk that says, V'ho'oretz nosan adam. That the land is given over to people. So which one is it? Is the land and everything given to Hashem? Or is it given to us human beings to utilize so the Gemara, again, this is all the Gemara and Brachas, but hey, the Gemara tells us that really and truthfully, Avada, the whole world belongs to the Rabbi Nishalaylam, but we can buy parts of the world for ourselves. How do we do that? Says the Gemara by making a Bracha. When you make a Bracha, you are essentially buying the Hanar that you are having in this world from Hashem who owns it. And that's why Berchaz HaShacha is the very first time we are going to go through much of the gratitude and, and the chorus uh, that we have for the Rabbi Nishalayim for some of the basic things in life, which is why it makes it so important to realize what we're about to say in the words, what they mean. So, we've got 15 brachas over here, and they come from two different places. The first one, as points out Rav Schwab, is the Gemara and brachas, Tafsamachamad where the Gemara lists them into the order of a person's waking up in the morning. So the Gemara says, for example... Upon waking, you say, Kaneshama, we've spoken about that already. 
And then the Gemara says, Ki shoma kol taunagoyla, when you hear the voice of the Taunagol, of the rooster, you say, When you touch your eyes, When you move your limbs and sit up, When you get dressed, And it continues and continues throughout the 15 brachas that we make. We have three additional brachas that are not mentioned over there in the Gemara in brachas daf samach, but rather mentioned in the Gemara in Menachos, Mem Gimel on the base that says nothing to do with uh, getting up in the morning, and we'll have to explain why we say them in the morning. And that is number one, Shalaya Sani Goy, number two, Shalaya Sani Oved, Shalaya Sani Isha. Why do we make those specifically in the morning when we wake up? The rest of the brachas are when we wake up, how we wake up, when we get dressed, and everything else. Those don't seem to fit in. So today we're just going to go to bracha. The last one also, we'll get to that one also. Very good. But that also question is how that fits in. But that's not mentioned. So clearly, we'll get to that. Let's start with number one. We've got 15 to go through. Let's go through number one. If we get to a bracha a day, we'll be doing great. Maybe even two. So the basic idea is that we are thanking the Rabbi Nishlolam for giving the rooster, the knowledge, the das, the understanding, the brain, to be able to differentiate between day and night. That's the basic idea, right? That's the simple level. If you want to go to a little bit of a deeper level, as the Schwab brings down, is that Sechvi, Hanoisin, Sechvi, Vino. What Sechvi, Rashi and Tosfer says, it means a rooster, right? In Arabic, a rooster is called a Sechvi. Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Chavav, Ahmed, Aleph. However, Tosfer comes along, and Tosfer says, in fact, this bracha, Hanoisin, Sechvi, was intended to give a thank you to the Rabbani Shalom for the existence of the ability even though we don't actually hear the chicken. So even though when we wake up in the morning, we don't necessarily, in the old building, by the way, we actually used to hear the rooster. You remember that? Wow. It was run by the staircase. Left. We yeah. used to hear it, right? Which is interesting because you hear it much earlier. But whatever. Yeah, like, the point is, the that's right, which is a whole spruce. Why? Ben Yoma Ben Lola. Okay. Depends on what, what you call Ben Yoma Ben Lola. But the idea basically is that uh, Tosfer says, even though you don't necessarily hear the rooster, but the, we have the ability to hear it, which is very, very important. And that happens during that time. So that is the very first bracha that we're making. What's that? No. And it happens to be a very interesting idea that we hear the rooster way before the, the, it gets light. Right? Because, and I'll tell you a very simple idea, because the rooster has the ability, even perhaps more than a human being in this sense, to be able to detect a very small little bit of light that's coming through the darkness. And that's a very important idea, because the first bracha that we're making over here is that exact thing. The first bracha that we're making is thanking the Rabbi Nishram to be able to differentiate, to, un- to understand the difference between day and night. That's what it is. And that's what we're thanking the Rabbi Nishram for. And that's the very first bracha that we're making. Tomorrow we'll go through one or two of the next brachas, which are some of the basic ideas of gratitude, of thanking the Rabbi Nishram for what he's given us in our world, in our day, and in our lives. Tomorrow we'll continue.